0: to pilots with Shmee and Riker. I'm Riker and I'm Shmee. And we are just a couple of nerds who watch entirely too much TV and didn't want all that training and hard work and focus and practice to go to waste. So, we made a podcast about it.
1: Each week we watch and review the pilot episode of shows that made it to series on the merits of the pilot as a standalone episode and give it a pass or fail grade as successful or unsuccessful. A successful pilot is one that immediately leaves you wanting to come back for more. And an unsuccessful pilot, well, if you've ever tried to get a friend to binge one of your favorite shows but need to qualify it first with give it a few episodes before you're hooked, probably a good example of an unsuccessful pilot.
0: We try to keep our scoring objective, so we analyze what makes a successful pilot, and boiled it down to four essential criteria. Does it clearly establish the genre? How well does it introduce the main characters? Is the overarching plot clearly defined? And does it end with a hook that makes us want to come back for more? Now, our scoring might be objective, but we are not. After all, we are opinionated nerds bullshitting about our favorite TV shows and the shows that we love to hate.
1: Maybe you agree with us. Maybe you think we're way off base. Turns out that discussion is exactly what we're here for. So please, tell us all about it in the comments. This is Pilots. Welcome back to Pilots with Shmi and Riker. Um, This week we're reviewing the Pilot of Friends. What were your initial impressions? I know that uh, Riker here, Hated, hated, hates, friends?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's putting it a little strongly. When (laughs) I told you I hated friends, (laughs) I only used the word hate once. Um, Yeah, I think, I I know I'm an anomaly. I also don't care for ranch dressing. Um, hmm. Yeah, mm, don't send me any angry letters now. Uh, (laughs) I I think that this is the most overrated classic show, and I know it's a classic show, uh, in history. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just never have gotten it. And I've never really sat down to make a concerted effort to watch it, but just all over the years growing up, when it would come on, because it was unavoidable. Oh, yeah. It was such a big deal. And any time I tuned in, I always thought, all the characters are dumb. (laughs) And I just think they all are dumb. So one of my least favorite things, one of my least favorite sitcom tropes in modern sitcoms, is I feel like there's a, a character archetype of the the character that's the dumb one. Mm-hmm. You know, the one who's always just pulling faces and saying the obvious thing and we have a good knee slap. Oh. <laughs> they're so stupid.
1: So the com- the comedy mule.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the thing about this show is in this show that is Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also Joey.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I th- I think it's Ross. I understand uh-huh. that Ross is neurotic, but uh uh and probably at times the other two characters, which is Chandler and Monica. Marca. Yeah. Um, which, of course, they weren't, you know, presented as the dumb ones in the pilot, but I just feel like they're all dumb. So I've never gotten excited about it because I always thought it was a weak premise, <laughs> weak trope that it was built on. And I'm the only American that feels this way. But maybe since we've, uh, since I just mentioned all the characters, maybe we'll start with characters on this week so so what struck me was uh you know in establishing the characters i thought this was done very effectively they were all established before the you know the intro or before the first commercial break uh you got the whoever was there first it was chandler joey and monica i guess and then ross shows up and he's all heartbroken and pathetic as he will remain through the duration of the episode and probably well into the rest of the show. Not sure. I've never seen it.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> that is pretty dead on though. He was pretty mopey.
0: Right. And then Jennifer Aniston shows up, Rachel, uh, and what's really, I think the most bizarre thing about watching this back is, is how weird it is to see a uh, young Jennifer Aniston. It is weird to see all yeah. of them young, but yes, well, especially see, her. I don't like, I feel like Chandler, cause I love him the most from the whole mm-hmm. nine yards and the whole 10 yards. Oh yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love him so much from that. And he, he, uh, maybe, you know, obviously he wasn't quite as realized as the person he became, but in this one, he's, he's the wise ass. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's not quite, you know, the leading man, but he seems to me like the character that he's, He's got like a Robert Downey Jr. quality. With yeah. the with the with the dry wit that's like kind of smart in a show full of stupid people. Sure. <laughs> and uh uh you got Phoebe who's the hippie, who's yes. all into the you know, the the earthy
1: She's kind of a lot, I will say. I did not like her I didn't dislike her growing up, because you know, it is a show I watched growing up mm-hmm. very heavily, you know, watched all of the episodes. Um and I just kinda felt like she made her really ditzy and um, Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, like that they they very much make, made her kinda you know, the dumb one. She's the other character. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just if there's a way to be weird, she's that way. Um
0: like she gets all the scraps. Yeah. It's like here's here's this one's just whatever we need her to be. Like she'll be dumb, she'll be the hippie, she'll be maybe maybe she's too much of a mutt in terms of the character, like, type that she's yeah. fulfilling.
1: I think that they just make her an oddball, like, t- to the point that it's it's a lot sometimes. Like, that it's like unrelatable. Unrelatable, Inhum- yeah, like, not real. Yes, a lot of the times. So where she, you know, will tell you the story of her parent, you know, how her mother committed suicide and all these other horrific things about growing up on the street and then tell you something really stupid, like, you don't,
2: right.
0: you,
1: you obviously didn't grow up with, you know, an education or this normal societal behavior, you know.
0: She's kind of a dharma.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. See, that's a show that's I love. Do you like I Diamond love Road? Oh, okay. We got to do that yeah. one one of these days because I binged the hell out of that and I love it.
0: Maybe we do that one next. Where is it at? <laughs> do you know where that's at?
1: Hulu is where I watched it most recently. Oh, awesome. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you have. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said about, about Phoebe. Phoebe. Uh, yeah. And how does she fit in with everybody else? Because the other two guys, Chandler and Joey, are neighbors. Um, I'm not sure that. I, that was as far as the pilot's concerned that's the only connection that i understand that they have to monica because it's a monica's house so monica's sort of the center of gravity of the yeah, show because she she's the one with the sitcom house mm-hmm. you know the the million dollar new york city apartment that if it was real like none of them would be able to afford to live in <laughs> yeah um but how does phoebe fit I in with these super
1: people don't remember that is something that through all of my rewatches never sticks for me. And I don't think that, I mean, I didn't notice she's that just it came a up. And, yeah. She's just a friend. Yeah. Uh, do we, we know where musical. she
0: lives? Do we ever see where she lives? And eventually? Yes, okay. we do. Yeah. Like way out there eventually, or just, it wasn't clearly established early on.
1: I mean, I don't know that you see inside of her apartment early on, but like, you know, she ref- that she lives with her grandmother, I think early on. And so they refer to that a bit. And then, um, you know, when she eventually moves out and becomes roommates with one of the girls, they follow that.
0: Okay. Um, So, uh, we kind of hit everybody real quick. Um, Joey, uh, oh, you know, Joey and Chandler neighbors said Chandler's kind of the wise-ass. Joey's the hubba hubba, how you doing, Johnny Bravo type. Um, Pretty boy actor that is also an idiot.
1: (laughs) I actually found out why Joey was so dumb today. Like... I thought it was hilarious while I was reading through. So it was directed by, uh, hang on, his name is James Burroughs, and he's known for directing Cheers. Mm -hmm. And as he read through the pilot script, he said that he really liked the script, but he felt like Joey could be dumbed up a bit literally that's what he said so <laughs> normally I guess he was so that's
0: the guy responsible that's
1: the guy responsible so originally he was written a lot more like Chandler where he was a bit wittier uh, in his humor it sounds like and was more of a like a normal guy
0: uh, but then maybe what function did he serve
1: yeah so they kind of needed uh, you know that duo where he's like the smart ass and then Joe's mm. the dumbass so there's always someone to play off of for those jokes is the chemistry that actually ended up being anyway I don't know if that was the intent
0: right uh so we establish oh and then oh sorry we miss ross ross um, yes (laughs) because as much as like the story seems to be about him in the first episode oh and we got to do rachel okay so we're not done yet so uh ross just had a divorce from Mm -hmm. his lesbian wife and he's all broken up about it and he gave her everything basically and has nothing to show for himself because he's weak and pitiful yeah okay and uh in comes rachel who just had a divorce? Uh, no, didn't have a divorce. Walked out on her wedding, uh, and is a total basket case in the first, you know, few acts that we see her. Uh, and she is, which I didn't realize before. I've seen the pilot once, and it was a long time ago, and I was comforting a sick girlfriend, so it was in a different context. Um, so I didn't remember much of it, but I kind of, I kind of knew the skinny. So I started saying this earlier. I, I didn't make it out of my face. Rachel or Jennifer Aniston, looking at a young Jennifer Aniston, was really notable to me. Everybody looks younger. Everybody mm-hmm. is younger. She was so bad in this. I think. I mean, she's <laughs> yeah. ju- she sounds like she's acting. It sounds mm-hmm. like high school theater,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where she's just always up here all the time.
1: Yeah, the I'm a shoe thing definitely kind of hit me and made my stomach kind of ugh. Yeah, like I didn't like that. Ba- I'm a shoe. I'm a shoe. I'm a shoe.
0: But say I want to be a hat, daddy. <laughs> I don't need your money. Oh, but yes, maybe I do. Uh, and I didn't know she was a spoiled rich kid. So we get to the end of this, and I don't like anybody. I kind of like Monica a little bit okay. by the end of this. Monica was uh, like the only stable one who's like, okay, I run a nunnery for for <laughs> slow people. Um, and uh, so she was... Kind of the, the one that I found a little bit compelling. I guess I really am partial to Chandler. I feel like I'm, if I'm anybody, I'm a Chandler in a Oh, real yeah, life. same.
1: <laughs>
2: <you>. <laughs>
0: and, uh, Split uh,
1: between. It. A Chandler and a Monica, because I'm also a little neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like the, I'm definitely done. The you've got to click. If you don't hear the click on your markers, then there, it's not all the way shut, and it'll dry out your markers. I definitely. anytime we're playing a game and you need a marker, so I'm like, that didn't click. Can you just with the lid?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just being wasteful with your marker. I understand. That. It is. Yeah, that not That's just. That's just. But fuller. it eats at me. It'll it's cost tomfool-y. me
1: sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like this is the
2: thing. I ruined their marker today. <laughs> But so you're more of a Chandler.
0: <laughs> right. So I, I guess I like Chandler. Well, I, I didn't hate Joey. Um, So I, I thought the characters were established effectively. Mm-hmm. However, they made it pretty clear early on, which I never knew this. I thought that was interesting because I know that, uh, you know, Ross and, and Rachel, there's a story arc across the show, which is not relevant to our scoring. We just score on the pilot. Sure. But knowing that, there's a romantic arc. They established that in this episode mm-hmm. very clearly. And uh, and yet I find them both so undesirable as people. Her with her, you know, Daddy Warbucks thing mm-hmm. going on and him just being weak and pathetic in general. I just like, Oof, these are the two that I'm supposed <laughs> to be rooting for? Like, Ugh, that does nothing for me. Anyway, talked for a while. What do you got?
1: That's fair. I will say, um, I think that the Ross and Rachel story is much less compelling. I definitely think the interaction between. Definitely. The friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chandler and anyone else in yeah. the room, honestly. Yeah. Um, Phoebe does surprisingly well playing off of other characters. Like, all on her own as a character, she's kind of. She is very dumb, but she definitely elevates other people's performances like when she's with them.
0: She's a good wingman.
1: She is. She's Sorry. very funny that way. Um I really liked when um
0: I know she makes <laughs> in, in in looking like the dumb one yeah. and so clearly being the dumb one, she makes all the other ones look less dumb. Like well, if you were kinda, to take yeah. her out of it it'd be like no oh, this is a really stupid group of people.
1: I just I appreciated her directness. The uh, Oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. That was so funny. Yeah, I love that line.
0: Hey, w- what was it? You going to help us move or oh, something? Oh, yeah. Do you
1: want to mo- help us move tonight? <laughs>
0: oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I want to use good. that. Uh, yeah, she's a pretty strong character, Like surprisingly.
0: Well, I she's think weird in real life, too. Anytime is. you see her, it's like, man, she's so weird. And you just get the sense that... That, uh, she was perfectly cast in this weird role mm-hmm. that I feel like she might've also had a lot of, um, liberty with, yeah. like play it up. It's a long running show. Enjoy yourself. She's weird. You're weird. Go for it.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: So, uh, that brings us to the genre. Genre. One of the elements that we score on, of course, a little quick reminder, uh, We score on how well the characters are introduced, how well the genre is established, uh, if the overarching plot of the show is clear, and the hook at the end of the show. So uh, number two is genre. Explain the genre to me. Was it clearly established?
1: I would say so. It's a sitcom about a group of friends in New York City. Um, it's mostly taking place at a coffee shop or in an apartment. (laughs) Mm.
0: Um, I don't think it was clearly established because I don't like the show. No, just kidding. (laughs) I was like,
1: "Mm, I feel like, you know, that this is where they're going to be hanging out a (laughs) lot. Uh, you know, that they're going to be talking about their relationships a lot.
0: No, they get, they got everybody together quickly. They Mm -hmm. presented all the places that sitcoms have. You know, here's the f- here's the public place that we go hang out at. Here's the apartment that we go hang out. At. Here's at some other apartment so that there's some other set that we go to, um, which was Ross's apartment as he was as they were packing it up because of his divorce. Um, but yeah, it's really simple. It's uh, you know we did how I met your how I met your mother last week, which is why we're doing it this week because it's the same
1: kind of the ensemble
0: cast yeah it's the because at the time too the 90s it's like you had family shows or you had friend shows Mm -hmm. you know seinfeld was a friend show kind of loosely i guess i've heard the producers say none of these people actually really liked each other (laughs) really undesirables and hung out together yeah (laughs) (laughs) so this is a friend show in new york city mostly with an apartment as the set yeah um clearly established very clearly defined uh, so very successful in both the establish the introduction of the characters, I would say, and, uh, in establishing the genre. Let's talk about the plot arc then. So sure. what's going to be the arc of the plot over the show. Is, is that clear from the pilot?
1: Um, I mean, if I were going based on just the pilot, I would assume that we're kind of working forward with, uh, Rachel should be discovering herself and how to become an adult and that hopefully she will be, you know learning from her friends experiences who all have jobs and (laughs) are nearby. And so she can kind of observe how that's done. Um, but you know, then you can see that there are romantic entanglements that will be very complicated and you know, that that's going to be an issue. Um, you know, they obviously foreshadow the Ross and Rachel very early on. Um, Which is, you know, a pairing that goes through the entire series. So if that's what you're hanging on for, you know. (laughs) It ends on that note. The last moment of the show Mm -hmm. is
0: them getting together.
1: Mm -hmm. Spoilers. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) If you
0: guys haven't seen Friends yet.
1: Which (laughs) was finished airing in 2004. It started in 1994.
0: We were in ninth grade.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, for sure. I definitely remember when the finale came out. It was very devastating. The last season was just very sad. It had a very sad tone to it.
0: Was it like Too the serious. office where it kind of grew up in that last season?
1: No. The last season was sad.
0: Okay. It just like wasn't much of just a comedy w- that year. Pulling I think on the that's heartstrings because they were going out. So they wanted to go out on a nostalgia note.
1: Yeah. I mean they they definitely did a lot to make sure that their main characters ended up with Great people like Phoebe. They ended up putting him with Mike, who is played by Paul Rudd.
0: You said they Phoebe. They ended up putting him. Her. You meant Phoebe. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't him. know if there was a. Thank you. Transition pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, your pronoun.
1: Yes, uh, they put Phoebe with Mike, um, who is played by Paul Rudd in that last season. Which, like, I love Paul Rudd, but like. It definitely felt like they were trying to complete everyone's stories and Mm -hmm. so it was less about the regular comedy i guess oh and it did get that serious vibe where you know you know it's their last season Mm -hmm. and that this is going to be it so there's there were stakes yeah there were stakes and i don't know i don't know why it just feels weird when a sitcom has stakes that are like that i don't know i don't like it
0: (laughs) yeah well because you got an audience there with a laugh track Mm -hmm. and it's it's a format that's really familiar and then when it becomes a audience, like a live audience show that's a drama, mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is not familiar.
1: That's what it is. It's it's movement into a kind of a drama.
0: Yeah. In a, in a, in a, really in a, in a venue that doesn't, a medium that doesn't really support that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that is weird when that happens. Sometimes it's done well, I guess, but I don't know. Mostly it feels off.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't like starting a show feeling like it's one genre and then having it be a different genre in a couple years. Like I've had it, Mm -hmm. like Buffy had definitely like a sci-fi season and it felt kind of off-putting. It was the most off-putting. Yeah, it was. It was when they kind of put together the robot man, Uh Adam. He was part robot, part monster, right. part man. So
0: this is whenever there's layers of suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. I think you've got a problem. Because you ask people to suspend your disbelief X amount, and then you say, well, now you got to suspend it a little bit more. It's like, wait a second. You just broke the rules that you established. This was the framework that we were living and, and working in, and you just changed that in a way that doesn't work. Yeah. Um. Game of Thrones is one that almost would be guilty of that, Mm -hmm. but like brilliantly didn't. Like there was just enough magic for it to feel real and grounded.
1: Yeah, I think that the fact that they sprinkled in like the lore of the White Walkers and the kind of the mysterious factor of that and Mm -hmm. built that up made a lot of room for us to move into the kind of more mystical set up because i mean definitely otherwise i would not have gone into that thinking okay well this is a fantasy there are basically zombies right exactly we're watching a zombie apocalyptic <laughs> <laughs> so they went for the
0: deeper suspension of disbelief right mm-hmm. at the beginning which i think was important that they did that because then mm-hmm. it was like there wasn't layers of a suspension of disbelief there was just a spectrum mm-hmm. so i like get times you know it's it's really just a medieval kind of tale in a fantasy land yeah um but anyway, so we should clarify that this is this is allowed in our in the conventions of our podcast um, that we're gonna get off topic and talk about and tangent on other shows. Yes, as it relates back, and that was just in the early design. So for the for the diehard um, fans of Friends this is probably not what that's for.
1: <laughs> yes, although... How the
0: pilot measures up <laughs> relative to itself and other pilots. If
1: you are a diehard Friends fan, there is a podcast for you called Best of Friends. I urge you to listen to their podcast. Uh, they break down episode by episode, and yeah. Right. they They both, both, I guess, they start with three people and move down to two, but they all love Friends, so... <laughs> They will gush with you, I promise. But uh, you know, Riker here is going to beat it up a little bit, right. and I'm not going to stand up for it much because <laughs> uh, I know some of it. so much of it's just nostalgia. I do, um, and I'm watching, you know, rewatching the pilot, and I'm there are parts of it that just make me cringe. But it's it's so 90s, so it's hard to tell really how it stands up.
0: Uh, right? Yeah. Well, the because
1: for the time, it was great. Like true. compare it to other TV of the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, yeah, it definitely, I would say it's no How I Met Your Mother, you know.
0: I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that one was, well, that one was, that one challenged a, the concept of a sitcom at a different I would think time so, yeah. in history too. This was a pretty traditional sitcom. Um, okay, but we were talking about the plot arc, uh, and I agree with you. It's, it's, would you say that there's a clear lead in the show? That one that that's more the ensemble is led by. It's definitely an ensemble, but mm-hmm. it's led by one or two characters more than the others.
1: So I've heard different theories on that, mm-hmm. um, because I'm told that it's it was originally supposed to be Monica that was the lead. You know, mm-hmm. everything is centered around her, but with Jennifer Aniston being basically our audience surrogate, um, which you know. the Again, from our last episode, the person kind of who gives us the background on the people we're kind of introduced through her. The entire cast of the show, the setup, where we're at, what's going on. I think
0: she's an ineffective. I didn't realize that. Is that how you feel about it? Uh, that she's I mean the I, audience surrogate.
1: Uh, t- in a, in a, t- an extent, yeah. Did I you read so. that somewhere? That's Was that an, it,
0: official, or this is how you're interpreting it now?
1: Um, I believe I've heard it somewhere, like on a podcast. Um,
0: I think she's an incredibly ineffective audience surrogate.
1: Uh, and that may be, yeah. Okay. Um, because I think she's just supposed to kind of inform how everyone knows each other. But yeah, I don't think that she really does that either because that's more of a Monica and everyone's, you know, hey, I live right across the hall, you know. like Because right. <laughs> I feel like
0: is. the only one that I a little bit relate to at this point, I know I said I was more of a Chandler, so his wit mm-hmm. appeals to me. He's definitely an yeah. appealing uh, actor. He's, He's an appealing talent. It. Yeah. But, but Monica being the keeper of the keys, the keeper mm-hmm. of the kingdom... I feel like she felt more like the one that, that I was being introduced to these people through. Like, okay. Like, she's the one who's m- the most normal, I She, find. I mean... Because her story here, yeah. and in fact, I don't think we really got into her in character, so it's good that we're talking about this now. Um, her, her story in this episode is the date that she's got mm-hmm. with the guy that... Paul the wine guy. Paul the wine guy who feeds her a line to get her to sleep with him, which is which is a really weird line to feed somebody. I've been impotent for two years since I had this really bad breakup. So I guess he's the sensitive guy that she wants to fix or whatever and then finds out that he uses that line with everybody Uh, and that he has regular sex, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) Quite sexually active. And that it works just fine. Uh, (laughs) So so she's got a a fairly... um, She's kind of got her own story in this one where, yeah, she's the only one who's who's got a story that's unrelated mm-hmm. to um, the rest of the characters, and that's her date, and I just kind of feel like she's the one who's the most like a normal person who's surrounded by sitcom characters Yeah, at her house, uh, and therefore, while maybe she's not the most lead character or sure. that it really is an ensemble, and I'm having a hard time identifying as somebody mm-hmm. more of the lead character than another. Yeah, she feels like the audience surrogate to me.
1: Sure, it is supposed to be an ensemble cast, so you know, but um, yeah, I would say that she she should be because she is our connection to everybody, as far as we know, um, without us knowing actually how Phoebe connects to the group. Right, but you know, she's Rachel's... she names <laughs> at Monica's house. <laughs> yeah, w- you, was Rachel's best friend in college, high school, high school and college. Um, you know. Ross is the brother um, who is best friends with Chandler. Yeah. Um and Joey, best with Chandler. Mm-hmm, oh, okay. And then Joey just lives across the hall. so
0: Oh.
2: Like with Chandler. With Chandler. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't remember it. And it kills me. I can't remember how Phoebe plays a part in it. But it does seem like the cast really does revolve around Monica. Right. And like I said, I believe it was supposed to be written that way. But anyone who watches it is thinking that, you know, Friends is about Rachel and her love with, Ross, because you know they're it's the Ross and Rachel. Do
0: you think over time that that was became the case? Did, um, does Monica feel like because it, after a while it's not her apartment anymore, right?
1: Uh briefly, it's not her apartment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by like, the end of
0: the show, is at her apartment.
1: Um, no. At the end of the show, they move elsewhere. Like that's kind of like the final thing that they they're moving out of this apartment. Okay, that it's but whose
0: in. apartment was it at the by the end? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Technically, I think still her grandma's. No, she didn't inherit it.
0: Monica. Yes. Okay, so that remains her possession uh-huh. throughout mm-hmm. the show. Yes. Okay. All right, sorry. Semantics. <laughs> it's it's important. Well, maybe it was, and it ended up not being important. Um, so, okay. So her role doesn't shift in her relation to the other characters, I guess is what I'm getting at. Even though I, th- it sounds like the Rachel character becomes more prominent and the rachel ross dynamic really kind of pulls on the heartstrings of the longtime viewer
1: so i guess i don't question understand mark. your question <laughs> yeah i'm like where's the question in that this was
0: coming back to is is i mean because to me this is a true ensemble like not mm-hmm. anybody really sure. seems to outrank anybody else and they had fairly equal screen time you know, uh, Joey and Chandler kind of come in as, as a duo, so there's not really anything one does independently at this point. Yeah. Um, Phoebe's kind of got one-liners and doesn't necessarily have a, a story in this episode. Mm-hmm. But
1: Yeah, she really didn't. She tagged along on everything in right. this
0: one. But it's just the first episode. and I feel like the first episode, it's really clearly an ensemble, mm-hmm. and it's not like... It's not like there's one character that is more central than anybody else. Monica is, to me, the surrogate for the reasons that we've described. Absolutely. Okay, and yeah. that's kind of how the show always is. Everybody's always so. got something to do and has a f- kind of fair share of screen time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> just curious. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So the the arc of the of the show. You're right. By the end of this episode, it's, um, Rachel's integrated in the friend group mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be needing to grow up over the duration of the show or at least for a portion of the show as we just sort of carry on with life mm-hmm. observing these people and you know hanging out with becoming friends with this friend group to me that's the plot arc but yep. you know just simple sitcom stuff we're not going to vary much from from what we've established here this is kind of the format this is this is what it's going to look like for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Okay. So that brings me to the hook, which is uh, Rachel and Ross might have a date at some point in time.
1: And For you, that's the hook?
0: To me, that's the hook. Okay. What's your hook?
1: Um. I mean, so that's, that's definitely, I mean, if we go off of what you and I have previously discussed, mm-hmm. which is what it kind of has within the last... I don't know, ten seconds of it. Then I would say absolutely, that's the hook. That's not what made me want to watch more, though. It was definitely seeing her grow up and figure out getting a job. Getting a job, yeah. The redemption, was a
0: little bit of redemption. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I know that that's supposed to be the hook, um, and I think probably the first time around I watched it, that was exciting for me because uh, you know, young girls, we love romance. But yeah. uh, I think that yeah, that's,
0: that's a good point. The hook. That's a good point because I found her. Her whole persona so unbearably unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Trust fund baby, basically. Uh, no skills. Good for nothing. Now needs to learn to be an adult. Um, I guess ending on that note is to say, okay, this character.
1: Well, that is how it ended. Yeah. She ca- served the coffee. Right, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. This. Did you make it or are you just serving it? I'm just serving it. Okay, we'll drink her coffee then. <laughs> 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 if she made horrible coffee earlier.
1: Oh yeah, so then maybe that is actually the hook.
0: Yeah, to your point, that might be the hook that that uh, this this character will will find redemption. It, we're seeing it now, so come back and and see how she grows and see how the friends continue to relate to each other. Yeah, I because I took it that what I would have. Hearing you say that makes mm-hmm. sense to me. And that's a good like if you argued that point, not that we're <laughs> arguing about it, I would say, Okay, that's good. That's a yeah. that's a better hook than what I felt was the hook, which was uh ross asking rachel if i were to ask you out sometime like would you think about it and she said uh yeah i would think about it he goes oh okay <laughs> well maybe i'll ask you out sometime. i'm weak and pathetic uh and then we yeah, end. That was yeah and, then we, <laughs> and then we end with that because i felt like that's saying like oh shoot this is a romance you got to come back and see what's happening and i'm thinking i do not care to see these two idiots get together
1: yeah, good news. There's not a whole lot of it, honestly. It's like... Uh, it's it's will they, the, won't they for nine years, it's right? It's a slow burn. Their time together when they are together is pretty brief and intermittent. How's it um, compare to Pam and Jim? Oh, God. I mean, nothing P. 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 touches J. Pam and Jim. Oh, that's what nothing I want to Nothing touches just, Pam and I want to Jim. I wanted to make sure that was <laughs> the case. Yeah, no, there's the truest of loves. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> in
0: that case, I don't think the hook... Was effective in the okay. That's fair. Yeah, I think uh, of the four items that we score on, uh, and I'm going to repeat them just for the sake of Mm -hmm. getting consistent at this, for the sake of of our show. um, Pilots (laughs) (laughs) does it it clearly establish the genre? Does it uh, introduce? How does it introduce the characters? Um, What's the overarching plot, and what's the hook? Of those four things first three I think are very effective even though I'm not a big fan of the show in general or necessarily the pilot but the reason I'm not like the reason I'm not a big fan of the pilot is because even having gotten through it there is no hook for me to want to come back
1: that's fair I think that that's very fair so not really a successful pilot overall for you because of the hook
0: No, no no I would say I mean that's just my opinion I would still say it was a successful Mm -hmm. pilot I don't want to say just because I have a plus I have a preconceived idea that i don't like it like if i had a okay. sentimental quality toward this show I, i'd probably like it but honestly this was a show this was the kind of thing that my mom would watch watch yeah. a lot of shows like this growing up my dad watched the news constantly <laughs> and he was always irritated with her that she just wanted to watch trash all the time he would come through and be like "Ah, oh, what's this bullshit on again <laughs> um so i probably had as a child i was probably malleable in a way I'm obviously as children are, but I think <laughs> I think my dad might have impressed upon me find uh, stupid sitcoms like this distasteful. But then again, I think he's probably the reason that my tastes are what they are i don't like it (laughs) 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 like i really want to be able to say here i've been biased there's nothing wrong with it actually it's awesome i'll start watching it and i just don't want to do that i'm okay with that
1: (laughs) i kind of do feel like it's one of those things where it didn't it's not ageless timeless Mm -hmm. it's not timeless so it's it's definitely a 90s show like i mean even in the first episode there are things where i'm like is that okay to say that's fine we're talking about lesbians okay this is fine Okay, are they doing anything weird about it? Like, I don't know, especially with Joey saying stuff. I don't know. You know, he's going to say something very politically incorrect. Right. And I, just navigating that. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's definitely dumber, not as fleshed out characters as you have now. I feel like now you have a lot of depth to your characters. Mm-hmm. Like, even Barney in How I Met Your Mother, who is kind of the Joey character totally. of How I Met Your Mother. He's, still, he's got a background to him. Like He's smart. He's got a job. You know he, that he takes care of himself. He's got a whole other life outside of this whole thing. He was of kind of orphaned thing.
0: by his father mm-hmm. and made him a douchebag.
1: Yeah. He's got a real story to him that makes you understand it. Right. Whereas
0: You forgive him for it.
1: Yeah. You, you feel
0: sorry for him Like when you realize that it's, it's the dad. Yeah. That, that abandoned him and he doesn't know who his dad is and thinks it's Bob Barker. He oh. has this fake idea of who he is relative to that.
1: Well, and then there's the um, the woman who was saying that she was going to the Peace Corps with them and then, you know, left him for the suit guy. i don't remember (laughs) oh my god that's like why he wears the suits yeah so it's when he's got this long hair and he's a total hippie and they're working in a coffee shop together and they're supposed to run off and join the peace corps together and this guy in the suit orders you know his coffee and he's not cool (laughs) he's not a nice guy and the girl totally takes off with him. Doesn't go to the Peace Corps. So, you know, it's like the party oh, origin that, story.
0: That uh, nice guys finish last. Yeah, that's exactly what And then the created lesson. a mm-hmm. uh, facade so that he could be more confident and slay with the ladies.
1: Yeah, whereas, like, Joey, they just... I don't know. Just they is tried that. To make, yeah, they just try to make them, I guess, too relatable. I think not relatable, like dumbing them down to like a Joe Schmo. I guess like mm-hmm. average Joe, and I think that they did it a little too much. Like cranked it. It's like, you know, Homer Simpson is the dumb husband. It's like going yeah. too far into that direction.
0: Right. Um, oh, but to answer that question, yeah. I think the hook was was it was unsatisfactory for mm-hmm. me. Um, on the whole, you know, just because the one area was muddy and I thought ultimately weak, that is the hook, yeah. I don't think it was an ineffective show. But I think that's why, you know, we, we've talked a lot, when we talk about, you know, because we've built this, our show here, Pilots, around How I Met Your Mother as mm-hmm. the earliest nugget of inspiration. And and when we were talking, because we almost did a gold standard scoring method, which we couldn't understand. that made no sense to us.
1: Although <laughs> this time around, I have to say, I'm missing that scoring. I'm like, well, this <laughs> is worse than How I Met Your Mother, but I still like it. So <laughs> I'd give it a, no. <laughs> but here's the
0: context for it, right? That's because right. the scoring system, the scoring methodology, I don't think, worked. Um, mm-hmm. oh, but yeah. but it is comp- still, good. that's why we relate to How I Met Your Mother a lot. But when you said to me, well... How I Met Your Mother, when I was trying to understand what is a gold standard, which I thought I knew but didn't know, um, he said, How I Met Your Mother, we're not saying it was the single greatest... I whistled when I (laughs) 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 said (laughs) mic. We're not saying that this is the single greatest pilot of all time. And it occurred to me, oh yeah, I guess it's just, it's that it's good. It's Mm -hmm. that it's effective. Uh, It's that it satisfies these four criteria, why it's a good pilot. Yeah. You look at Breaking Bad, and every time I think, okay, what's the greatest pilot of all time? I keep coming back to, I really think, (laughs) but I don't want to be a stereotypical white person and talk about, oh, Breaking Bad is the greatest show ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Breaking Bad? (laughs) You know how those white folks get. Um, But but, uh, it's, that one I always think, man, that stands in a category by itself. Because every time I get through that, I just want to keep watching. And that's when I've probably seen that pilot more than any other. Because I always try to watch the show again with girlfriends, and they don't stick around long enough. That's and hilarious. And then i got to start the show again. So now I'm thinking, forget them. They can start wherever I am, and I'll, and I'll just watch the show again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you look at that, which I think, uh, obviously, it's a newer show, so maybe it's not a fair comparison. But in terms of the plot, in terms of what they accomplish, and how they channel, uh, challenge the the medium of television. Mm -hmm. I think that is in a category on its own, and this is, like, so okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, you really have to think the fact that it influenced so much of the TV that we watch now, and that's kind of all we can really say about like and you can't hold it up to what it is now because everything is Ah. kind of an improvement upon this like even how i met your mother i would say probably looked at this and was like okay well here's a great format but what if we changed this 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 and this and fixed all of these things and just made a better show
0: it's like how star trek inspired five million different um, (laughs) spaceship shows it's like we sort of always have that captain in the center chair Uh, and sometimes you don't, and it feels like they're just trying to challenge the format and be like, yeah, well, it's not Star Trek, so he's not going to be in the center chair. He's going to be over here, and it's going to be a really (laughs) awkward, uncomfortable bridge setup, control room. And then it's like, can we just just put it back in the format that we know and understand, (laughs) that we're familiar with? Like, there's a way this works, people. If you source that back, it's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't really a thing before Star Trek was doing that. You look at this,
2: Uh
0: it's like it totally probably became the gold standard of its own for mm-hmm. a friendship uh, series, because one that I mentioned to you w- as we were watching it just, you know, tonight, uh, New Girl. Yes. I was surprised how much I felt like it had in common with New Girl, uh, which I like a lot more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> However, New Absolutely. Girl also has some lows that are uh, hardly watchable because it's so juvenile and stupid. Oh, yeah. There are times Season where it's three. a lot. Man, that was a long slog.
1: I don't remember season three specifically. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm just saying that I binge so much TV that like I can't look at it and be like, oh yeah, no, season three is where this happened. So like the one I don't remember her
0: and Nick get together just to be broken up a few episodes later. It's like oh, oh, so that's annoying. Jump the shark on that a little bit, don't you think, guys?
1: I do hate that. Yeah, right. I really hate when they finally get the people together and they don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. So then they break them up again to cause more conflict to generate more story yeah it's very weak for me for sure
0: because then you know that that's still a central pull of the story so it's like that's that's the best we that's the best we had
1: i think jim and pam on the office are one of the few relationships where you see the people together actually together in the relationship and it's still good they still have material because normally they have to break the person up or you know one of them has to be unavailable i mean they did the slow burn don't get me wrong a long slow burn but even after they were together, they kind of still kept that romantic tension, I guess.
0: Yeah, that was so good. However, oh, wow. there was a couple of seasons where Jim and Pam really disappeared from the show.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But and it was a shame because I, I feel like one could feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, so it was when they, they had kids at that point, and the And the Jim Harper. Halpert. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim Halpert. Um, the Halpert family <laughs> just didn't have that much to do but it was notable but but you know what to your point if they did break those guys up at some point i think people would have felt really cheated by it yeah cuz the beauty of it was kind of the the pure and innocence of that love mhm and not innocent in a in a childlike way but like it's just this sort of untainted perfect love that they yeah. have for each other yeah absolutely um and to take that away i think but see that's the point. They just didn't take it away. It mm-hmm. always feels like a cheat when they take it away. Like here's a here's a fake out, they're getting together. <laughs> no, they're not because weak writing. Mm-hmm. Cuz we didn't think that one through, nobody talked about it.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's like what you were talking about last time when they want to have somebody get pregnant for the, you know, oh, the story God, of having I hate the, the, the pregnancy. pregnancy stories. But yeah, so they want to do that with the <laughs> they want to see what it's like when you finally get together, but then they don't know what to do with it. Right. It's like, "Well, fuck, we wrote that in already. How do we write it out?" All right. Well, let's well, it, and it's
0: such a big commitment that they're making as you know writers and TV mm-hmm. producers. And, and in fairness, I'm not and have never been a TV producer. Although it's my <laughs> dream job. It's my dream job. All the dream jobs. The thing I've only ever wanted to do most of all was be a showrunner for a Star Trek show. And Aww. then I could just die. Like I could get, <laughs> I could do that, and I could get to like the last season, and we and we complete the story, and I could just sort have a big heart attack and just fall down dead and be like that was my whole dream realized (laughs) anyway i'm not that though so i'm only qualified to talk about it because i've always imagined that. that (laughs) so i don't know what they're up against when they're making these stories so i don't want to insult the writers for a creative process when it feels like it fails especially in an old school tv show where they're just making shows constantly around the season they got deadlines and they have you know studio pressure and they have um you know uh, just general exhaustion from making the show so long so you know maybe that happens where they w- write themselves into a box but i think very ineffective still every time it happens
2: yeah
0: uh so i to- i had said mine that i thought it was a somewhat effective pilot did you clarify i would
1: that? say that's pretty dead on the mm-hmm. nostalgia definitely rated it much higher in my mind i definitely remembered Rachel being much better in it. The shoe thing. God, every time it gets me. It's terrible. It's so terrible. That <laughs> scene makes me hurt. I'm a shoe. I'm a shoe. I'm a shoe. But what if I don't want to be a shoe? I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I just don't care about her argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just...
0: Well, it's just so... It's such a stretch. It's like... It's such a long stretch for a joke.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, guys, there wasn't really a joke in there. Like, it wasn't... Like, it was. it's yeah. only funny... If the dumb character trope mm-hmm. being a dumb sitcom character is funny, and I don't think it is
1: yeah, i mean it it may have been novel at the time, <laughs> which made it give it you know gave it a little extra laugh, but uh yeah it's definitely not it's she's not a very intelligent character in in that scene, especially, mm-hmm. and it's just it is frustrating
0: and she went on to be i mean I like Jennifer Anderson mm-hmm. as much as the next guy I think. I think she's awesome,
1: and I think she adds a lot to the rest of the show as a whole.
0: Yeah, well, and I appreciate that she really became a powerful actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of of roles that I really know her well for, and I guess there's there's not, you know, other many movie roles. The one that's coming to mind the most, I don't know why, it's Marley and Me comes to mind mm-hmm. first, and. Um,
1: Along Came Polly. You
0: no, know, ah, uh, Along Came Polly, I think is the worst. <laughs> The worst
1: I don't like it either. My mom <laughs> loves it though. Well, there's this it. one
0: terrible <laughs> scene in Along Came Polly where she says, Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on this date thing. And he goes, Okay, that's awesome. Like he's kind of excited about it. She goes, Okay, well, I gotta figure out if I can even do it. And then they get off the phone. I was like, Well, are we going or are we not? It's like that, it's like that's like that's like Elton John singing, If I was a sculptor, but then again, no. For <laughs> a man who makes potions in a traveling show. It's like, well, what is it? Like, then again, no. Like, go back and revise the lyric. You didn't finish it. <laughs> so How Long Came Polly like, felt like a movie somebody did a first draft of, and then thought, I don't know, uh, Stiller said he'd do it, and kind <laughs> of about to become a big movie star. You want to just shoot it the way it is?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we don't review movies,
0: so I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> um. Huh. Uh, what was I going on about? Oh, oh just what you've recognized her so from? Yeah, so right there was that one, and we're the Millers. We're oh, the Millers yeah. is probably my favorite that. thing that I think of her from. No regrets. <laughs> I don't know there was. She's just not that not that into you. So I guess the thing is that she's she's what's cool about her is, you know, she became a huge movie star, but kind of always did these. She was just sort of famous for being Jennifer Aniston at that point. Yeah, and I kind of felt rightly so. Mm-hmm. So where she started, but what bothers me about where she started is, as much as she plays a spoiled brat character, who's you know on that daddy pays for her credit card, she was just not good enough to be cast in the show. <laughs> I felt like it was. It kind of makes you feel like was was that the case in real life too? Did she? You know, did did Gad, dad get her a role in the in the show? So I found Rachel in episode one so unlikable that it's it, but it's surpri- in context. It's really amusing and surprising because I love Jennifer Aniston. I think she's awesome and and does great work. And I'm really glad that she made it past that time in her career because she really became very good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The the first episode was awkward for a lot of them, I think. I mean, it it definitely had an awkward feel. She was really good in the later seasons though. Like, especially like, you know, she's the one who has, like, the dating experience and advice. So as soon as you kind of come into, like, her realm of, you know, this is what she's good at, this is her expert topic, you know, then she's really compelling and adds a lot to it. But, I mean, I don't know if you've heard or seen the clip of the kind of iconic, um, you know, Monica and Rachel are going through and showing Chandler the erogenous zones of a woman.
0: Is um, it worth watching? Oh, my God, it's it so totally iconic. is. It is Should that iconic. play it now and...
1: <laughs> and come back to it?
0: Yeah, I mean it. Should we or should we just yeah, do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to discuss it after we watch it <laughs> okay. on Okay,
1: we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> back from our listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And we're The back. clip,
1: if you're looking for that, is 777. Seven,
0: seven. <laughs> if you're really a fan of the show, you know what that
1: means. You know.
0: <laughs> so... uh Jennifer Aniston was really, that was Monica's scene.
1: It was Monica's scene, but she was really good at adding on, like, you know, it's her expertise. So she's very subtle and, you know, kind of building that. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like she was, like, really trying hard to act. I felt like if you have two girls who are, like, trying to teach a dude how to do the thing, you're like, oh, yeah, no, mm, no, this helps. Oh, oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You know, you want to seem like... You you want to be exactly. Right. And she knows, you know. <laughs> if toes are on that list or if they're on her list, she knows. She's been there. Anyone who hasn't done the list or, you know, hasn't <laughs> hasn't done the thing, you know. They don't know toes. You don't know until you know. Right. I did not catch that as a kid cuz, you know, you don't know that that's a thing.
0: So, just in case somebody didn't pause to listen to it with us and doesn't remember (laughs) or hasn't seen it, uh,
1: nonsense! Everyone's seen it. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only. I've
0: even seen it.
1: You're the only person on this earth that I've known that. (laughs) No, no, no! I've seen it. Now, now. Right. That's my point.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, they go through the seven erogenous zones, and it's very funny. And it's Monica and Rachel teaching Mm -hmm. uh, Chandler in a later season. Yeah. How how many years later? It looks like a fair bit into it. Yeah, yeah. do her hair.
1: <laughs> um, I think it's fairly early because uh, Monica's hair is kind of short, right? right?
0: Well, but see, what started us in looking for that mm-hmm. was you said that as we get into areas of her expertise that she's dated around a lot is what. Yeah, I, that's what, correct. Okay, um, this makes me realize why I think again she is either not. An audience surrogate, Mm -hmm. or an ineffective audience surrogate, because Monica carries that scene. Monica carries the scene, but not the reason that I'm saying right Mm -hmm. now. Because you said, as we get to know her better, we don't get to know anything about her in the Mm -hmm. because in the in the pilot, she's actually because we're not introduced to her first. We're actually introduced to her last, so she's more the Robin in this in this scenario because she's the kind of exotic outsider of the group so that's she's true. sort of that free radical that's introduced into their lives that changes things um and you know it's like the the other characters need to make accommodations for her to be in the group uh, so she's the one that we know the least about actually by the end of the pilot i would say yeah well i i don't necessarily mean it that literally that we know least about her but but uh, she is um
1: she's the most mysterious maybe coming yes, out yes right because, you know, she sh- shows the, up in the rain <laughs> in the rain in a wedding dress. Yeah,
0: right, right, right. <laughs> so her whole history, her whole backstory, these guys don't know it necessarily because mm-hmm. everybody else has the trust in being familiar with each other for the last however many years.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like Monica has lost touch for whatever reason. Right. Wasn't invited to the wedding.
0: Oh, I was hoping that wouldn't come up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, I loved that. That yeah. was funny. I, no, I'm glad funny. that they pointed it out.
0: And in fairness... Th- it's not like I watched this and, and didn't laugh once and sat here all sour-faced, saying, well, that's just not... I had an ex-girlfriend who wasn't funny who used to uh, tell me what it was to be funny, and she would always say, when I was like doing my videos and mm-hmm. trying to stick the joke, um, she would say, you know, brevity is the soul of wit.'" <laughs> <laughs> and I would think, that's weird coming from you because you're not funny. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, there was there was a fair amount of points here that I thought, ha, that was a really good one. Um, so it's not like it shows without humor or anything. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I just couldn't imagine wanting to watch another 200 episodes It's of not the people. comfort <laughs> show you're going to binge
1: on <laughs> <laughs> when you have a rainy day or a sad breakup, <laughs> which this is the go-to for many people who go through anything devastating. You it's know,
0: crazy. When I did see the pilot, mm-hmm. um, I was I had some other ex-girlfriend. I think I've talked about all of them so far. <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> oh, I had some other ex-girlfriend. that uh, she, wo- she had a night terror, and she grew up in a, uh, in a strictly Jehovah's Witness household, so it came with a very mm, demonic feeling for her when a night terror happened. And I'd actually seen a documentary about night terrors and learned about them in, uh, I think, anatomy and physiology or something in college. And so she woke up from this, and she woke me up because she was so freaked out by it. Like, just being near her I was like, ooh, you're making me uncomfortable. What's your problem? And she, you know, I guess you feel paralyzed in a night terror. And you're he, supposed to, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're familiar. <laughs> For
1: your safety. <laughs> <laughs> there you
0: go. So, uh, But, like, you wake up in the middle of... REM sleep is how mm-hmm. I understand it. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to, you know, comfort her back to, hey, and I actually showed her some of the stuff on Wikipedia about it and said, here's what what scientifically speaking they say is going on, not to take the, you know, religious factor away from it, but this is, you know, how I see it. And I think if you saw it this way, it would be less horrifying. And we hung out and watched uh, the pilot of Friends Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was her comfort show, mm-hmm. or at that moment, that was you know the thing that was on her mind. So I actually have a good feeling about the pilot from that. Oh, y- although, despite all the other criticism, which I still stand by.
1: Oh yeah, no. My experience stand by watching it. with <laughs> it.
0: Right. My experience watching it before was, let's watch this stupid, easily digestible, <laughs> piece of flimsy, um, forgettable, and hardly worth mentioning television. <laughs> For the sake of comforting her, and you know that was cool, mm-hmm. and I don't and I don't hate it when it's on, but it's uh, so it really just comes back down to it. I, I don't want to continue watching it, but I do understand you know the nostalgia of it.
1: Okay, yeah, for or sure. If
0: you're really comfortable with these characters and really you know spent all this time growing up with them, that you know on a on a sad day you want to tune in and hang out with your friends and forget about. Forget about the things that got you down for a while.
1: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you uh, <laughs> dragging yourself through it. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do you want to do next week?
1: Uh, we leave that to you. You've thrown out a couple of possible suggestions right. between the say? two of us. You said either new girl or crazy ex-girlfriend, oh, where the two you yeah. were pondering. Um, new girl being because you know it's very similar to this and that it's kind of the friends ensemble type yeah um and then you know crazy ex-girlfriend just because it's something we both love
0: yeah that was another one that we kind of connected over um
1: yeah because i haven't met like basically anyone else who's crazy about that show like i don't know how i came across it and i don't know why i can't find another person to be obsessed with it so Mm -hmm. i was really delighted that you were excited about it as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) um let's Let's vary it up because I think if we if we were to do New Girl, we're still on this trend that we've been on yeah. for uh, the last episode of mm-hmm. Pilots and, and this episode of Pilots. So let's get out of the uh, friends and in, in a apartment in you know the city. Yeah, that uh, sounds good vibe. And let's get a, let's break it up with some some let's get weird. <laughs> well, it is it's a cool weird
1: thing. one i love it, it um because the gal the main star on it i think her name's rachel bloom is yes. that right um became famous from her youtube videos um mm-hmm. and they were very musical and very ridiculous um i don't know if you've looked i've into them.
0: seen some of them i've actually listened to her <laughs> albums too <laughs> I Have you? and uh yeah her her sense of humor her weird sense of humor is pretty consistent throughout mm-hmm. and she doesn't Ever seem to take herself too seriously, even I when like the that, show yeah. becomes serious, mm-hmm. which Crazy Ex Girlfriend gets into. It does, serious yeah. Subject matter. Mm-hmm. In a sort of unserious way.
1: Yeah, it's still very satirical in yep. nature, I would say.
0: W- her sense of humor still mm-hmm. permeates.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so let's do that one next. Um, but you know, I guess there's no right answer. There's so yeah. many great shows What we'll do you get feel to like? Them. Yeah, we'll Here's get the to thing. All Here's show. the
1: thing. You are committed to watching something next week. What do you want to watch? <laughs> 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 like let's not do something you're gonna wait all week and really just dread it <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you Again. know like we, we gotta get to uh, breaking bad someday of course you yeah got, but you know i guess uh we're doing this every week so that's true yeah we got, i'm planning on being alive for a while so <laughs> <laughs> we got time.
1: Uh, yeah still doing this while we're 70 they're still haven't even scratched the surface of all the shows so. oh and then they just <laughs> keep
0: making new ones it's a nightmare
1: oh uh, yeah Sure, it'd be nice and crotchety too. The way these aren't like the old shows. Old days. In the old days, they really knew how to make them these days. Let's watch
0: Golden Girls again. Oh, fuck no. Damn it.
1: I can't do it, man. Hulu (laughs) wants me to watch Golden Girls so bad.
0: Why do you refuse?
1: I've tried it. It's not that I have. So like Hulu does the autoplay thing, mm-hmm. which is like the most annoying thing ever for me with Hulu. Um, because I, I, I don't mind it where it's like Netflix, where it's like, hey, this is what you were watching. Here's the next episode of it. Hulu, if you've run out of things that you have new episodes of, it just puts on whatever. And I don't know how it picks that, but oh. it just kept picking Golden Girls. And so finally I was like, fine, fuck it. I will do it. I'll I'll watch through. I'll try to get interested and it just wasn't exciting. Like I just couldn't get exci- I mean, I obviously the cast is not relatable for me in any way. Um it's not something I ever watched with my grandparents or my parents. So there's like no nostalgia factor. Um so it being such a dated show, I just don't think that I will be able to ever get into it. I really wanted to. I think I gave it 5 episodes. Um so not a compelling pilot or show for me.
0: <laughs> I I do have some nostalgia for Golden Girls, which is when I was in, like, kindergarten, it was on every morning uh, or whatever, maybe a couple years, and my mom would get up with me and make me breakfast before mm-hmm. uh, going to school, before taking me to school, and uh, we would watch, as I called it, the old lady show. Yeah, <laughs> so li- that's would right. say, can we put the old lady show on? Is the old lady show on? And my mom seemed to love the fact that I referred to it as the old lady show. <laughs> and that, you know, that's what yeah. it, how we referred to it. And today... Like I remember all the characters, and I remember the like the archetypes that they fulfilled in the show. I'm not sure how many like plots I specifically remember. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, you know, might be more familiar with it than I think. But it so it's a mixed bag for me. I yeah. have a nostalgic feeling about it, but I've all the times that it's been presented to me when it started trending like five years ago. And everybody was talking about Golden Girls, and we're all going to go uh, to the Halloween, um, you know, costume competition as the Golden Girls, and that kind of thing was happening. Probably when Betty White was on Hot in Cleveland.
1: Possibly, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I kept thinking, oh yeah, I should go back and revisit that at some time, and I just never. It, see, it just was never important to me to go back to.
1: Well, and you would explain to me because I had tried watching it, thinking it was going to be a Betty White show. No. I really liked Betty White. She's and the
0: dumb one. Yeah, she I is just the dumb character.
1: Which is terrible because Betty White is so amazing. So making her the dumb character is just underutilizing like, her anyways. I don't know. But, yeah. but that's how she got big, yeah, I um, imagine. Y- so. We
0: only knew her in the, <laughs> in the... In the good shit. No, in the final <laughs> quarter, right? Yeah. Oh, For sure. I mean, she's been old since we were born. Oh, I she's know. Been old for a long yeah, time. Yeah, no.
1: Seeing Golden Girls and seeing how old she was in that, and being like, "Wait, how old is this?" Because yeah. like she is, and she's like, she's got such an energy about her too. So like you just couldn't date how old she is, right. or I couldn't anyway. Yeah, she's great. Right. She just got quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> no.
0: Well, it's because neither one of us was saying anything.
1: <laughs> no, sorry. The <laughs> AC in the house just shut off, and it was just like, "Oh,
2: we're alone." That's weird that it shut off <laughs> in my house. It never does. That.
1: I know. I think that's what it was. I'm so unaccustomed to not hearing AC <laughs> running at your house. I'm like, oh, what is that?
2: I raised it to sixty eight today. <laughs> Thank you. I was I was
0: working from home for a little bit later into the day than I have been lately, and there was a moment where I thought because I was wearing shorts and because where my desk is, the the vent is right under it, mm-hmm. so it just blows just up my shorts. And I had <gasps> a moment where I thought, it is cold in here. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm gonna go to bed tonight, and it's gonna be seventy one degrees upstairs. and I'm gonna be thinking, this is just outrageous. How can anybody live by this? And I'm gonna go down and crank it down to sixty two probably.
1: Oh, that's such an uh, I don't have an upstairs. <laughs> so like I know I just don't get it, but uh, Oh, it's uh. a nightmare. Yeah, no, I, I don't put it. So we put it at like sixty eight degrees to sleep. And the second I wake up, we have to put it to at least seventy, maybe seventy two to seventy four. That's
0: disgusting. And He's I don't know. First of all, 74 is outrageous. That is fucking outrageous. <laughs> it makes no sense.
1: These are the things that matter.
0: <laughs> no, that's crazy talk. And then you got a your you and Taylor, you got a man that you live with who loves you, I think, and that's how you treat him
2: oh
1: well i tried to have it cooler on one day and he was like oh that's not very energy efficient and you and i aren't doing anything like physically active in the I house i was so right I'll about to say yeah. it's
0: good thing that he's such a leftist <laughs> because he probably looks at it and says no let's crank it up to 80 yeah yeah we gotta we gotta, we gotta save the planet and, it's, and i'm like yeah i mean we do need to
2: but
0: not if it's gonna make me uncomfortable <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm in the middle, though, though. Like, I definitely have the, you know, being energy efficient is important, but at the end of the day, I do not like being a temperature I'm not comfortable with.
0: Yeah. Period. you have the choice of all the possible temperatures that a human being can be comfortable with. Why would you not take advantage of that? It costs me $100 a month on a bad month. Yeah, exactly. This is a bad month. <laughs> 100 degrees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I so I just paid my hundred and seven dollar electrical bill uh, today and, uh, <laughs> and I, yeah that's um,
1: about how much it runs. But that's the mall. worst.
0: I looked at it, I was like, oh damn, why is it so high? That oh, because the air's been blasting at sixty two degrees all night. And then I'll turn it up before I leave the house, and I think, well, this is a waste. I, you mean I don't need it to be at sixty five while I'm out? Let me crank it up to seventy. You know what happens? Hmm. I show up at home and it's seventy fucking degrees in here. You
1: need the nest. It's an investment, but I actually looked at uh, what is it, Home Depot last week. It's definitely the most expensive of the options, mm. but it looks like the best one. And I just like the, it's got the rotating disc where you just see rotate slick. it. Ah, oh, I love the interface. It's so beautiful.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know it detects when you Plus come home. You don't home, need so. to
0: be able to read it. You got your iPhone. Exactly. No, you yeah. got an iPhone.
1: Well, I mean, like it's got an app for You've whatever. You've got your app. Yeah. <laughs> for whatever
0: thing. There's you, an for app your for that. Motorola. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Motorola is great. <laughs> I
0: know, it's really weird. Nobody talks about them.
1: Yeah, um I actually used my so if you shake my phone like mm-hmm. you know, like double a shake double, double yeah, shake I get it. yeah, shake it twice and the shake flashlight it. turns on and it's like the most useful function ever. Like I cool. use that at least once a day. And I was going to switch to like you know, a Samsung, like a really nice Samsung Note. Um I don't remember which one, An 8 maybe really nice phone and then i was like oh shit i'm gonna be giving up this amazing (laughs) i'm not gonna be able to shake it and have the thing turn on yeah it's not worth it i sold it immediately like next day (laughs) the samsung yeah the samsung absolutely (laughs) i was like i'm sorry i can't do it i'll I'll find something cheap that's you know still motorola but i need that functionality it's so good
0: yeah i mean like some of the some of the contraptions that iPhones are like, this is why you want to have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's just really because I've always had an iPhone at this point. I think because that's what they it is. used to be really cool. And uh, I don't know that they get worse and worse every year, but they don't get any better. Mm-hmm. And then you watch innovation happen elsewhere. You watch Samsung come out with something incredible. And then five years later, Apple does. And you <laughs> think, oh, so why do I pay $1,000 on a new phone every year?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you don't real. even have
0: any of the cool stuff still. Um, because that, well, I saw you do that the other day when you click, click, turn yeah. the light on. And I thought, oh, that's <laughs> we've always yeah. talked about losing T9. Losing T9 was not an innovation.
1: Oh, that was the worst thing ever. Like T- I, right. could, you I could, could safely
0: text and drive.
1: I know that is exactly like you wouldn't have to even spell check. Like you don't have to look right? through that again. You just completely tactile input, put it in. It's right mm-hmm. the first time. Send. Yeah, I'd text in class with that like crazy, but now you have to have you know your smartphone. You have to look at it because there's no tactile input, and it's a freaking qwerty keyboard. I We're know. not you're, you're not using all ten digits. Why are you doing <laughs> a qwerty keyboard? <laughs> I don't get it. That's so true. <laughs> so I don't true. get it. Um, I guess there are ways to do T nine word without like you do just like the touch interface and T nine. It just doesn't sound good. You want the tactile input. Yeah,
0: no, that's what I did not
1: I kind of want, like, a Bluetooth device that kind of feels like one of the old phones, you know, and then mm-hmm. just does the input. But then I'm carrying around two things, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Are we moving forward? No. No, out of the question. Yeah. Then you move on to, like, you know, you can do the Bluetooth keyboards.
0: Uh Oh, well... It just, it's like technology trying to to reconcile this problem, Mm -hmm. but it's like whatever it is that we really want doesn't exist yet, which is like some holographic 3D screen that changes shape when you're on a keyboard so that you could feel it and tap it and then still have your whole screen for display.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I went towards the Note was that they have the stylus and I really like the idea of... The handwriting to text. Uh-huh. I love writing things. I miss. I miss writing things. Right. I hate that we're moving away from pen and paper to an extent. Um, my handwriting certainly suffering due to lack of practice. So is that what it is? I think. So. I mean, partly that, and partly my surgery. I have. If you, oh. I didn't bring my notebook, but I definitely have like before and after of my uh, <laughs> handwriting.
0: <laughs> I learned in college why uh, why physicians have such terrible handwriting
1: because they do it in. In a hurry or what? It's because
0: they spent 10 years in college, like drinking through a fire hose, trying to write stuff down like this. <laughs> and I was serving tables at the same time. So I'd be in college taking notes on stuff like I got to just write this as fast as I can. So everything, you just kind of write everything. And I called it my longhand. Like, oh, yeah, I know how to write in the longhand. Um, so it was just like as many letters as I needed to recognize it. And then a scribble. So I used to have really nice handwriting, and I look at it now, and it's like I don't take enough time anymore with it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I I still... I always always have a thousand notepads, (laughs) so I'll never stop taking notes necessarily, but... But uh, but you know they're just for like jotting ideas down. You never, I'll never read them again. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, no, it helps you memorize things to write it down. Like it helps. Yeah, exactly. I have to say, every time I see your handwriting, it makes me like, damn it, I need to practice my handwriting. It look, I'm, I'm, you know, going backwards on my my handwriting here. regressing big time.
0: If I slow down, I think I still got it. But no, it's just gotten sloppier over the years.
1: It's just very scripty. Oh, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> jealous. <laughs> there was a time that my handwriting was decent enough that I really wanted to make, like, a font out of it. Oh, wow. Um, But now that's definitely not the case. Like, I write something and I'm like, mm, well, that's upsetting that I wrote that in pen and can't take it back, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, when you
0: get, like, a beautiful line of, like, oh, I'm, I'm... I'm feeling it today. Mm-hmm. Like I am on point.
1: And then you misspell a word and you're like, well fuck it. <laughs>
0: or something just comes out funny or you're and you had this weird drop like under yeah. the line and then the word looks like wavy. You you squished you a letter in to too fix much. It yeah. And then you make it worse <laughs> and you go, Oh, this is a nightmare. I gotta start over.
1: Yeah, two of your five letters are bolded because you just wanna make sure you can tell what they are. Yeah, Which
0: you, know. you still could because it was still readable. You just didn't like the way it read anymore and <laughs> nobody else will ever read it. But like, let's battle with ourselves over this because this word wasn't perfect on here.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I randomly, like, I've, I've noticed that my spacing's not consistent. It's like sometimes I just won't move my hand over and so some will get squished and then some. I'll, sometimes I'll move it over too soon and so it looks like there's a space <laughs> in the middle of a word and I'm just like, well... <laughs> Oh well, this is why I type. <laughs> if somebody needs it, it will be typed.
0: Right. I, uh, I think I've told you this before, but I wrote myself a letter when I was living in California, coming back here to go to PT school um, or to go to school and then to become a physical therapist, which mm-hmm. didn't happen. Just I don't. Sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote myself a letter, and I th- said I wrote on it, ne- "Don't open ever," mm-hmm. which is w- I, always what I write on letters no matter who i'm sending it to I just is don't open ever yeah and then everybody always opens it nobody can follow (laughs) instructions um it's just too tantalizing when you read it it's like don't open ever oh adventure time we're gonna go on a quest (laughs) to find money uh (laughs) whatever it is um anyway (laughs) i read the letter like 10 years later and maybe eight i don't know why i hype it up i'm exaggerated like eight years later i read the letter uh because I was in a transitionary time in life. I was kind of having a rough time. I thought, you know, I think there will be rainier days ahead, but I'm going to read this letter. It was written for a rainy day. Let's check it out. And I typed it. I thought I wrote it out, but I typed it, and I was really disappointed with myself. I was like, oh, wow, that was really fucking lazy of you, young gosh. That was really lame. Way to put in no effort at all. It's double-spaced. <laughs> and I read it, and... Um, And I was like trying to hype myself up like, hey, remember the mission that you were going back home with and remember what you have to accomplish and remember these great ideas and that you're awesome and you can do this. And I read it and thought, wow, that was incredibly lame and not helpful. You idiot child. Like, (laughs) is that really what you came up with? So I hand wrote myself a new one for 10 years from now. So I thought, well, I'm not going to cheap out like young Josh cheaped out. I mean, young Riker cheaped out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the illusion's ruined. Anyway, so I wrote myself another one, and I basically said in that one, Hey, I hope when you read this, I sound as dumb to you now as Past Josh did to me today. <laughs> and that none of these issues were as big of a deal as I thought they were, just like they weren't 10 years ago now that I read this nonsense back. The point was that I hand wrote it, and there was something way more special about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the handwritten notes, nice. Um, it's funny. My mom went through some of the old things that, you know, you, you just keep as that a parent. Keep, yeah. Yeah, um, and one of them was like, you know, we got in trouble, and so my mom gave us a writing assignment as a result. It was like we were fighting amongst the siblings, and so we had to write something that we'd love about we'd each other, something that makes us upset, and something we'd change or whatever, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see my brother's handwriting, which hasn't changed since, (laughs) since like grade school, Uh, you know, and then you have Lauren's handwriting, which is very artistic and, you know, they write really nice and mine's absolutely on a computer with numbers and
0: (laughs) bullet points. points And yeah, I'm going to rationalize why I feel fondly about you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So the bar
0: graph below generated this pretty quickly in Excel (laughs)
1: That was absolutely my personality type. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to write this down. I went to
0: a charter school. This
1: (laughs) needs to be official. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, so I grew up with technology always. Like my grandpa, you know, put together computers when I was really young. And so he gave us the first computers that we had, just something he threw together. You know, he taught me how to torrent um something i've given up as an adult um
0: well they came out with streaming services they came out with it's
1: absolutely um it's just it's way more convenient just to stream it Um, Some
0: famous rich person i think steve jobs i don't know i read (laughs) it recently i think it was steve jobs who said it said hey you know uh, these people aren't breaking the law because they're criminals like they actually a lot of people would probably like to just pay pay for for the content that they want but it's not accessible for them Mm -hmm. and they have to this it is accessible If you steal it, so why don't we deliver it to them? And then the quality was consistent, so you'd get your torrent, and you wouldn't know when a movie was gonna have like people walking in front of the theater screen. Oh yeah, if it was a cam. Which I would never watch those.
1: Oh yeah, I couldn't no.
0: Because I'm a snob, and I was like, "This is outrageous. This is no way to enjoy a film."
1: Well, and if it if the picture quality is weird, if it has a weird coloration to it, yeah. If it require if it has sub like closed captioning just programmed in when you torrent it. I don't know if you've ever done much torrenting, but there are some of them where you just couldn't turn the subtitles off, and so you're reading the whole thing regardless. Yeah. And sometimes it's in your language. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean?
0: Depends what country um, they filmed the movie in. <laughs>
1: And the songs were almost never what you wanted. Like, there were a lot of times where I would, uh, you know, download, go to download a song and it was some weird George Bush ad. And I was just like, I don't understand Funny what guys. happened. Some comedian w.
0: threw that out there. <laughs>
1: I know, I'm sure somebody thought it was hilarious, but yeah, anytime I download a song it was like, Oh, George W. Bush And I'm just like, Yeah, that's not what I'm looking for, clearly. I'm I'm looking for some metal right now. I'm going through my <laughs> angst phase, like, what is this?
0: I will say torrenting <laughs> was how I how I finally got the whole I shouldn't say this. Never mind. <laughs> I just i uh, got i just got a fearful that the mob was going to come after me for what I was about to say. No, that was the f- way that I was finally able to get all of the Sinatra catalog, mm-hmm. which just was impossible oh, to yeah. get otherwise. I don't like for a discography, yeah. Yeah, it was the only way to do it of the, well, obviously not the whole thing. I just wanted the Capitol and the reprise years, but, um, <laughs> duh. <laughs> 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 duh. Uh, that was the only way you could do it at the time, and then and most of it was consistent, and then you'd get a song that was like far louder than all the other songs. Yeah, right. And it was, <laughs> you know, it was all static <laughs> yeah. in the background. I like it's a them, punk song. <laughs> yeah, I have one of them that still comes up on on my uh my because I started charging my phone downstairs when uh-huh. I go to bed. It's not my alarm anymore, which I highly recommend people consider doing that, uh, oh. not taking their phones to bed with them. But I got my iHome radio you know clock radio and i still wake up to whatever was on my old ipod and and i just went through like (laughs) like sinatra uppers basically yeah uh so i was waking up to a happy tune in my step uh and there's one particular one that was a commercial when he was doing the chrysler commercials and the song is it's time for you it's time for you and it's kind of, it's not vintage Sinatra. It's like 70s era yeah. Sinatra. And he sort of howls his way through it. And it's some really stupid material. that he. And it's so much louder than all the other yeah. songs. But it's my iPod. And I, so I don't want to go back. It was always a pain in the ass adding and deleting music to iPods. So
1: oh, my God. I don't want to yeah, plug right.
0: it in and find out how to work it again because I haven't touched it in 10 years.
1: Oh, uh, iTunes is so awful <laughs> so, that way. So I
0: still just wake up to that shitty song <sighs> at 3,000 decibels louder than everything else around it.
1: Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, I forget you really can't um, edit your contents much, if at all, directly from the device for iPods. Or no, is that correct? Couldn't. I don't know what it yeah. is. They
0: still make them, which is baffling to me. But no, Yeah, I'm
1: like, do people still have MP3 players? They must. What do they give their kids who they don't want to have cell phones it's yet? <laughs> <I
0: don't> even <laughs> okay. iPods for kids. Yeah. Still. And that it's kind of like be. a starter, a dry run for a cell phone, because it looks like one. Yeah. So, like, they could be proud of having it, but all they can do is whistle a happy tune.
1: The having to sync it with iTunes is what bothers me. That you can't just have something that you can update independently of some. So- I don't know. There's always something that gets lost in the Yeah, things. it's a dirty something communist always- scandal. <laughs> 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 uh, it definitely made it hard to torrent, though. Um, because at some point, it starts trying to look for, like, if you've purchased something and then cleansing anything that was not purchased. Oh, and so really? it's just like, mm, all right, corrupt so what else files, is out there? Corrupt files. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i definitely had some workaround programs um to work with work around i guess itunes so that way it wouldn't try to delete some of my less legally obtained you know music
0: yeah yeah i w- i was never big on it but i would do it for select things that i like were important to me that i mm-hmm. really just couldn't access otherwise and it was always just an inefficient pain in the ass i thought so i was i uh, D- would, wouldn't do that today, um, and I don't do that today. But realistically, it was just your best. It was your only option at the time. Yeah. And now, thank God, like just the modern tech era that we live in, everything's so accessible.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, nearly anything you can find. Um, you may have to pay per episode if it's right. that, um, but it's it's available.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's affordable too. Like I pay for whenever. Better Call Saul comes mm-hmm. out because I don't want to wait a year for AMC to put it on Netflix. Outrageous. So I go <laughs> on iTunes and buy it. Same with Yellowstone. Those are the two mm-hmm. shows that I always buy. But it's cheaper than getting another service too. It's twenty bucks you get the season. Oh um, yeah. But see, that's the whole point. That Steve Jobs got it right, or whoever said this, that people do just want to pay for it. Like yeah, they that just they'd want rather the material that you made for them to consume mm-hmm. and to purchase and to support.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I found that um, when I was torrenting TV shows, it was always because it's, like, the one on this channel that I don't have, yeah. and I'm not going to get cable or whatever just for this one show. Um, yeah, we couldn't
0: back then, because we were 20, first of all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you have to have a landline to hook that shit up to, yeah. so that's another 40 bucks.
0: Right. Which you... Only needed for that reason.
1: <laughs> right, because we had all had cell phones by but, that time. But that
0: wouldn't make sense, because then you'd have to buy a TV. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> You're right? You're going to watch the show uncomfortably on your laptop.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Which,
0: actually, yeah. I wouldn't do that, but...
1: Oh, yeah, I can't I can't do the watching of stuff on your laptop as a primary. I can't do it. Um, I'll do it as like background if you're doing something cuz I have two monitors.
0: Girls would make me do it at the time like, "Oh, come over and watch the hills with me."
1: Ew, you wa- you agreed to watch something on somebody's laptop yeah, as I like a primary hated thing.
0: Yeah, the experience. I Did they like,
1: just move in because it's acceptable if no, they've like just moved she's in? She's just <laughs> a
0: cheap lazy girl. <laughs> that's mm. like, like, well, "I'm not and I'm unless you buy for me. She's one of those.
1: But like I got most of my TVs free. They weren't nice, they weren't good, they were the cheap CRT. Look, I don't know her
0: whole life story. The heavy thing. I just know she didn't have it.
1: <laughs> I know, I'm just saying this is on her. That's and all I like Hanging
0: saying. out with her was rough.
1: <laughs> it sounds rough, yeah. But there is a she show you should have had a TV?
0: There's a show, You're the worst. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-mm. On AMC. It's it's like a it's a modern it's a modern day fairy tale romance. Oh, that um, sounds interesting. No, it's not really I I misled you on that. It's, uh, <laughs> It's a it's a romance, but okay. it's like real and it's modern, and that's okay. the point that they're making that in a in a hip hookup culture mm-hmm. era, um, it starts out with this couple just hooking up uh, and then hooking up turns into I don't know, maybe we'll kind of date. I haven't seen much of it. I like it, um, but there she brings the guy in he's British. I think I don't know he's pale. British <laughs> he's British. Uh, he's British, and and he goes to her house, and she's a slob, and uh, and he says, "Well, aren't we going to watch this show?" She goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "Well, where's the TV?" And she goes, oh, "You're so old. We're going to watch it on my laptop." Oh, then, oh, dude, I feel you. I hate it when that happens.
1: It's just never comfortable. Um, it's like, why did
0: we come to your house at all? Yeah. I didn't know that I needed to volunteer my house. would rather hang out at my house anyway. I have a TV. That's
1: exactly what it is. If there's an option where there's a TV. <laughs> yeah, so that definitely works. Like, I definitely in I'm the dorms camping. That's definitely like the dorm experience. Like, oh yeah, right. everyone gathers around the computer because you know you can't afford a TV A and B. Where the hell are you gonna put a TV in your dorm room? Uh, There's no room. Um, yeah, that is an awful TV. And well, Then everybody'd want their
0: own TV in their dorm room. Yeah, it's that the, the keeper of the TV would be the keeper of the remote. And that's when that was back in the day when you had to you'd go to parties <laughs> or hangouts with people, but you know. Yeah. Right, a party of people would gather and <laughs> conglomerate. <laughs> or like back in the eighteen hundreds they'd gather around the grand piano and and sing their little ditties and people would sing and dance about. Um and then in our time we would like go to parties to watch youtube videos
2: oh
1: my god wasn't that the worst that was the worst that was absolutely what happened and it was people would it was at the very beginning of like um mirroring your screen your whatever's on your phone so mm-hmm. people would scroll through on their phone and be like okay here's the next one here's the next one and they just kind of set you up one one after another and it's like okay so this is what we're here to
0: do it's back when people used the queue on youtube yeah i was like oh look if i press this button We just have a playlist of videos that'll go on and on and on and on forever or until my wrist gives out. Mm. Fortunately, I masturbate a lot, so I got a real strong wrist, and then you'd have to watch them hold the phone up and watch this video, like, the whole night, and that was the entire, and then the next one starts, and the next Mm -hmm. one starts, and you say, hey, guys, can we, like something else
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely was not a big fan of the here watch this YouTube video I mean I don't always hate it I won't lie I don't always hate it and I found Taylor my boyfriend Taylor is one of the few people who we've been able to do the YouTube video thing like the back and forth and not have that be annoying Mm -hmm. and I think the trick is really just literally switching back and forth who gets to pick the video otherwise you get bored of that shit you know it's just like oh my gosh but then you can kind of influence the direction that those go because you're like okay well i'm not picking anything related to that you're gonna watch this it's gonna remind you of something else we're gonna go down a better path
0: well youtube's come a long way too since then it has yeah. Um, and it's probably a different thing when you're at home alone with your significant other. Oh, mother, yeah, for sure. Uh, saying, well, what are we in the mood to watch? <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing really. Maybe <laughs> we could find little bite-sized pieces of content that we could observe together so we don't need to find something to talk about. And oh, then, no, we
1: really like the lip the sync battles.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't mean it in yeah. a negative way. I just mean when people have been in a relationship oh, for sure, a while. Yeah. It's like, what's a new thing we can experience together? Oh, for sure. But back then it was like, it was like the camels are all that kills people
1: and <laughs> 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 I'm like camels what are you talking
0: about <laughs> yeah it was but it was early youtube so a lot of it was like fat kids falling like you yeah. want to watch fat kids falling for two hours here look at this youtube video i found here look at this you here this one's with this little cartoon guy that jumps around a lot it's like all right i get it we just watched like 70 different shows in the last hour and a half, and we're still gathered around your computer. Like, this isn't the super greatest time that I've ever had. Now it's TikTok. Oh, God. You don't have TikTok. No, I don't. Have but- you
1: ever gone down the TikTok rabbit hole, like, just gone on to the website
0: at all? Uh, I I had it for a minute, but Mm -hmm. then they started talking about China. And I thought, well, look, I'm not actually paying attention to the story, but I'm also not using TikTok. So before I make a bad habit out of this, let's just get it while all I know is China. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The thing about TikTok that a little bit bothers me a lot is that it was around for like three years, and then quarantine comes and everybody's using it. And I thought, what kind of dirty... What kind of dirty communist lie is this? And maybe there was something to that, but it just—it
1: just inspired a lot more content, I think, and that people were so bored that that's just there became TikTok challenges. Yeah, I think so. Um, That was—it was
0: just a budding medium that was waiting.
1: I would think so. Cause I definitely know my brother has shown me like years ago, he would show me those things and he just watched a bunch of, like, I don't understand short form storytelling at all. Mm. Like I just, it's not my, my thing that short form entertainment is never but like, I'm never going to be like, yeah, I'll read a short, short story. You know, I want like an actual arc to something. I want something of more right. substance. Yeah. It's addictive. It is a rabbit hole. <laughs> it is like crack. And you will not realize that you will spend three hours in front of this thing.
0: Uh, TikTok is the vine of its time.
1: Yes. That's what it was before. I did love
0: vine. Did you? Well, vine was, I think, already going out by the time I found it. But I was in college and I was studying and I would need like to take a 30, like a 30 minute break Mm -hmm. was just something dumb to watch or a five minute break. So you'd look at, I would find best vine compilations. And, uh, and I showed them to my dad at one point and I thought he's super not going to go for this. And that led to Russian vines. (laughs) (laughs) Russian vines are crazy. Yeah, they do crazy stuff.
1: I I never got into vines like so TikTok. Oh. I'm very new to the whole TikTok. Oh, you broke your pencil or
0: what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or did you just stab yourself? I don't know. <laughs> Something just happened.
0: I think I I cracked a little end of it off.
1: Oh well, bummer, cats. Um,
0: <laughs> um <laughs> I responded to this text real quick. Do 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 do. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, that went for a while. That
1: did, and we went on uh, some not so movie-related tangents. But you know, now you know a bit about us, who schme and Riker are. <laughs>
0: when, when <laughs> our real names <laughs>
1: are. I, hey, just <laughs> yours, man. Mine is still a secret.
0: Identity still under wraps. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, well, we'll be back next week when we review. The Golden Girls. No, don't do it to me. No, no, we'll do that later. Uh, we agreed to crazy ex-girlfriend. That's we'll do crazy great. ex-girlfriend.
2: <laughs> awesome. Well, catch you next week.
0: Thanks for coming.